Something down here is bad, so you need something up there to address it. Dr. Tony Evans says that's why developing a kingdom perspective is so essential. Kingdom vision is when God lets you see a need that he wants you to be part of meeting, even though you don't know how it's going to get done yet. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. In many ways today, our culture is clearly in chaos, but focusing on the problem isn't the answer. Let's join Dr. Evans as he helps us understand why successfully navigating earthly issues requires a heavenly vision. Vision is the ability to look beyond what you can see. What you see is what you see. Your physical eyes can can grasp a lot in the physical realm. But if that is your only sight line, you have limited vision. Mountains in the Bible are regularly used of kingdoms. Kingdoms are called mountains in the Bible. And what I'm trying to instill to a deeper level in me and in us is what I call kingdom vision. The ability to see beyond or look beyond what you can see. I mean, we ask young people this all the time when they graduate from high school. What do we ask them? What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you see out there in your future? And they will talk about the goals that they have for their careers. We're asking them to look further than the reality that they're in now, to have a dream for the future. What God is asking his people to have a dream for the future, but that involves his kingdom, and his kingdom is his imprint in history from heaven. You know the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven God is seeking to imprint history with heaven's footprint. All this confusion that you and I are seeing is because folk are blind. They don't see. And because they don't have the ability to see, and unfortunately to a large degree, believers not being able to see, if Christians can't see, that's the blind leading the blind. Because we're supposed to see things not merely in the physical but in the spiritual. I want to call our attention today to Nehemiah chapter 1 because here is a man who had to develop kingdom vision. He said, stuff has gone crazy back home. He says, the folks are living in distress, a sense of hopelessness and pain and angst and anguish and fear and frustration and don't know what to do. They are distressed because they got problems they don't know how to fix. They are a reproach. He says the walls are burnt down. The walls have crumbled. Well, the walls encase the city. So that means there's no security. Everybody's got to fend for themselves. Things have not gotten better since they left captivity. Nehemiah hears this in verse 4, and when he heard it, he sat down and wept and mourned for days. 
So that's the problem. The problem is regression in the community of the saints, which made them a reproach to the environment in which they were situated. And it brought him a broken heart. Well, the first thing he does after hearing about the problem is go to prayer. Because it says at the end of verse 4, and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. He's got a, what looks like an unfixable problem that drives him to fasting and prayer. I mean, this is so deep for so long and so bad, only God can fix this. Kingdom prayer is heavenly intervention for earthly transformation. Means something down here is bad, so you need something up there to address it, because if you could address it, it would have been addressed by now. He goes to God and he says, you are great and awesome. Why in verse five does he say God is great and awesome? Because you have to know how big God is when you see how big your problem is. Far too many of us have a God that's too small, which is why we don't go to him. Because if we thought he was really that big, we would go to him more. And then he goes to God's purity. We have sinned. We have not met your standard. We've disobeyed you. He comes clean with God. And why not? He knows it anyway. But then he says, remember what you said. He says, remember your word that you spoke through your servant Moses. Remember you said, if we walked away from you, you would scatter us. But if we came home, you would gather us. That's what you said. So he prays God's own words back to God. So we're your people, verse 10, who you've redeemed by your great power and your strong hand. And we've seen what you can do yesterday. I'm asking you to do it for us today. We're in a bad situation in our country, in our culture, in our church. And so, verse 11. Oh Lord, I beseech you, I'm, I'm begging you. May your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who delight to reveal your name. He says, I am distraught. I am calling on you to reverse this situation, now watch this, I'm asking you to do it today. You see that in verse 11? Give me favor before this man today. And then he throws in the line, I was a cupbearer to the king. Now, the cupbearer to the king is like the chief of staff. It was a, a high-level administrative position. So he was way up there. So when I go before this man today, I need you to go in that room with me. He goes in to serve the king, verse one. So the king said to me, why is your face sad though you are not sick? There is nothing but sadness in your heart. Then I was very much afraid. Okay, I don't want you to miss that. He's sad 
for four and a half months because he's still sad and it's four and a half months later. So that means it's a big problem when you're sad for an extended amount of time. But notice what God did. He let the king bring it up. Well, wait a minute. That's not where we started. We started with, he, with him saying, God bless me when I go before the king. But for whatever reason, it's not said here, that didn't work out. And four and a half months later, he's still carrying the sadness. I know some of you here are still carrying some pain, still carrying some weight of things in life that are not working. We certainly are doing that as we look around us. But you, if you can see God's character, and if you can look heavenly with divine kingdom sight, he has a way of bringing stuff up that you thought other folk forgot. He said, let the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city and the place of my father's tombs lies desolate and its gates have been consumed by fire? He said, you asked me and I'm scared. And look at what he did in verse four. Then the king said to me, what is your request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. Wait a minute now. He prayed in Chislev. Now he's praying because a specific opportunity has arisen. The king says, what can I, how can I help you? He prays again. Lord, give me the right words to say. I don't want to mess, mess this up. You know, you're going in for a job interview? Pray first. You don't want to mess this up. God, God got something special here. He says, and I prayed that God would do something. There's something else that's easy to miss. And Dr. Evans will tell us what that is when he returns in just a moment. Don't go away. It was my first time meeting Jesus in the Bible. That's what one student is saying after studying Bibliology through the Tony Evans Training Center. Taught by renowned theologian, Dr. Tony Evans, these online courses feature compelling and exclusive video and audio teaching, plus an interactive scripture-based curriculum you can access online or through the mobile app. Sign up now at TonyEvansTraining.org. Take a course with Dr. Evans and explore the kingdom anytime, anywhere. TonyEvansTraining.org. Before we get back to Tony, I wanted to let you know about a valuable package of resources that can help you if you're feeling discouraged or weighed down by the issues of life. It's a sermon series from Dr. Evans called Developing Kingdom Vision, and it includes the full-length version of today's lesson along with six other relevant messages. Through these lessons, you'll learn that trials, difficulties, sadness, and grief don't need to be overwhelming. They can all be overcome to the degree that you allow your spiritual eyesight to take priority over your physical outlook. All seven of the full-length messages in this collection are available today on instantly downloadable MP3s or in a CD album. You can get a copy as our gift when you contact us and make a donation to the Ministry of the Alternative. Just visit us today at TonyEvans.org to make a donation and request the Kingdom Vision Package. Along with the audio series, we're including an extra gift, Tony's recently released Kingdom Focus book that builds on the practical insights and truths we've been hearing about today. Get the details on this bundle at TonyEvans.org or call us at 1-800-800-3222 and one of our friendly team members will be happy to help with your request. Again, that's TonyEvans.org 
or by phone at 1-800-800-3222. Well, here's Dr. Evans with part two of today's message. I want to show you something else that is easy to miss, unless you have spiritual eyes, unless you are looking heavenly first. He says that he is now talking to the king, verse 6, then the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him. He said to me, the queen sitting beside him. The queen had nothing to do with nothing. She doesn't come up. It it doesn't tell us anything about the queen. It doesn't give us any information about the queen. All it tells us is when I was talking to the king, the queen was sitting next to him. Why would Nehemiah tell us that? I mean, it doesn't doesn't seem to fit. You just look like a throw-in phrase that the queen is sitting next to the king when I'm just talking to the king about the problem the king asked me about. And now this throw-in, but the queen was there too. That's where you got to compare scripture with scripture. He's in Persia. You know who else was in Persia? A lady named Esther. Stay with me here. You remember Mordecai told Esther, I need you to go before the king and plead my case and the case of the Jewish people before the king. But Esther said, I can't go in there because until you're invited to become before the king and he has not invited you, I will be putting my life in my hands. Mordecai says to her, you've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. And if you don't do it, God will find somebody else who will. Because God has a kingdom vision and a kingdom purpose. She said, if I perish, I perish. She goes in. She saves all the Jews from Haman who wants to destroy all the Jews. So God used a woman who was queen to the king in the same land that this is taking place. And her influence influenced the king to save the Jews. What's the problem here? The Jews are in trouble. Where are they? Where's Nehemiah? He's in the same land. What is the situation? The king is there, but somebody is whispering in his ear. Because this is the offspring of Esther. It's her stepson. So this influence of a woman on a man and take advantage of that lady. (laughs) This influence of a woman on a man set the stage. See, Nehemiah wants us to know that this queen was critical to this decision because it comes from the same circumstance that was in play in Esther. And so I prayed to the God of heaven. And then what did I wind up with? Here it is. God gives him a plan. I said to the king, if it please the king, in verse 5, your servant found favor, let me go to the cities that I may rebuild it. And I said to the king, verse 7, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me from the governors of the provinces beyond the river that they may allow me to pass through until I come to Judah. 
He says, our culture is broken, but I believe God wants to fix it. The king is not a believer. But the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and all they that dwell in it. Not only did the king, if you read the chapter, give him the letters that would give him safe travel, he gave him the resources to do the rebuilding. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, you don't understand it. God used the devil's man and the devil's money to rebuild the kingdom program. God knows how to use sinners to help out saints when saints see what God wants to do for his kingdom program. All of it belongs to God. Satan just wants to use it. But when God sees that he can use us for kingdom impact, kingdom purpose, kingdom rebuilding, because we see heaven's purpose, then when we are in his will, he provides what we need. And that's how you know you have a kingdom vision because God always supplies what he calls you to complete. And so what does he say as we close? He, he makes some profound statement. Verse 12 of chapter 2, I arose that night, I and a few with me, I did not tell anyone what God was putting in my mind to do for Jerusalem. Then he comes down to verse 18, I told him how the hand of my God had been favorable to me and about the king's word. Verse 20, so I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven will give us success you see how much God comes into this? A kingdom vision is when God lets you see a need that he wants you to be part of meeting even though you don't know how it's going to get done yet. How do you see that? How do you see your kingdom purpose? He said, I'm a cupbearer for the king. That was his job. That was not his mission. But his job opened the door for his mission. His mission was to rebuild Jerusalem. His job was merely a conduit. Don't confuse your job with your calling. Now, your job may be your calling, okay? You can have a job that's also a calling. My job is also my calling. But every job is not your calling. Paul was a tent maker. That was his job. His calling was to reach the Gentiles with the gospel. So your job may be your calling, but don't mix up your job as your calling because your calling will always involve something God has given you to do to make a difference for him, not just make money for you. So if you can't tie... Your job to doing something that will advance the purpose of God, that's your job. That's not your calling. Because your calling will always involve. Now, how God tells you your calling. Because some people ask, how can I hear God's voice? How can I know that I'm seeing what God wants me to see? Number one, he had a burden. You will always see based on a weight God puts on your heart. That's a burden, something you cannot shake because for four and a half months, he's not been able to shake his concern for this situation. So there is a burden. Secondly, he says, God put it in my mind 
to do something. So it starts in his heart with a burden, but then it comes to his mind with an idea. Because the Holy Spirit renews the mind. He brings God's thoughts into your thinking, even though you don't know how to do it. He says, I don't know. Just help me with the king today. And it was four and a half months. You don't have the particulars. So from the burden came the prayer. From the prayer came an open door. The king comes to him. From that, God puts an idea in his mind that leads to a plan to make a difference for the glory of God, for the good of people, using the skills that he had learned. Because as the administrator, watch this, for the king, he knew how to put projects together. So God used his secular employment to prepare him for his kingdom vision. So yes, you may be employed as a teacher, but God may be wanting you to use teaching skills for the kingdom. How can I take the vision God has shown me, burdened me, and given me, and transfer it for something he lets me to see that creates a burden in me? Dr. Tony Evans on seeing our broken culture from God's perspective. He'll return to wrap up today's message in just a moment, but first, he's here with this important invitation. In the Bible, Jesus showed love and kindness to everyone didn't matter who they were. And when you have a personal relationship with him, it changes you from the inside out. You start living out his teachings, being compassionate and spreading love. So if you've got a desire for kindness in yourself, but have yet to make a personal connection with Jesus, there's no better time than right now to do it. You can begin your relationship with him when you say this simple prayer with me. Just make sure you mean these words for yourself. Heavenly Father, I believe in Jesus Christ, your Son, who died and rose again from my sins. I invite him into my life as my Savior and Lord. Wash away my sins and guide me according to your loving will. I desire to be a light for you in a dark world, and I thank you for your love and the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to learn more about getting your new life in Jesus Christ started off right, visit TonyEvans.org and click on the link at the top of the page that simply says Jesus. We have more information for you there along with plenty of helpful resources. Take the time to check it out. And TonyEvans.org is where you can also request your personal copy of that special package of resources I mentioned earlier. All the full-length messages in Tony's current series called Developing Kingdom Vision. The entire seven-part series is our gift to you, along with the Kingdom Focus book, when you contact us and make a donation to help support Tony's ministry. Make the arrangements today at TonyEvans.org. You'll find a section on the homepage that's there just for this special offer. Or if you prefer, let one of our team members assist you when you call 1-800-800-3222. That number again, 1-800-800-3222. Real wisdom doesn't come easy, but it can change the way we understand and experience everything around us. Next time, Dr. Evans will dig deeper into how seeing the world through new eyes can give us new insight. Right now, he's back to close with these words. A kingdom vision is a vision where you can see the change that God can use you to make in a world of desperation. Because I see heaven wanting to make a difference through me on earth.
in a decaying culture. If Christ does not come back soon, if things keep going the way they're going, you won't want to live here anymore. If things keep going the way they're going, at the speed they're going, without divine intervention, this is not going to be a happy place to live. Now I don't have time to get into all the idiosyncrasies of all that could happen as things unravel, but that's what you're looking at. So we better get some folk with some kingdom vision who can look to heaven to intervene on earth. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 